to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. And in our group this week, we were talking about this need that we all have to control. We feel like we have to control not only the pose, but the fall and the pull. We have to do it all. We have to lift our foot, and then we have to place it down. And we have people all the time asking you, Valerie, do I heel strike? Do I do I go on my toes? Where does my foot land? And after the pull, do I pull it all the way up to my knee? They ask all these questions. And so I'm going to bring it to you and have you answer it. What is, what is my job in running? <laughs> your job in running is to hold your upper body in line, ear, shoulders, hips in line, allow yourself to fall and simply pull just enough. You're actually finishing the pull. So you just want to finish the pull is really what you're doing just enough to break contact with the ground. And then you wait. It's the, that's the hardest part. You do nothing in flight. So flight, the flight phase of running is when you actually travel, we just simply cannot feel it. That's the hardest part of this. And you have to wait. And then when you sense your foot's on the ground again, you'll pull it. So your job is a series of just pulling. Up, and that's why we always use that up cadence because right. you're pulling right. the foot up. So it's that up, up, up um, feeling or rhythm, if you will. That's your and job. So, and so, <laughs> as a runner, a lot of our runners think that they have to pull and place and pull and land and lift my, you know, they, they have all these thoughts and really right. all it is about is just thinking that up, or I was joking and saying the pull is not even pull, it's pull, you know, because you just <laughs> want to break the ground, but right. really. Uh, allowing their their body to move in space without controlling it right or controlling every bit of it right right well, that, it, so, it, go ahead well I was just going to say a challenge I have you know for most of us is if I've never really understood you know what running is you've just been kind of out there free forming your whole life right. you, you mimic you mimic you mimic what you see other people doing or what you think they're doing. And your thought has always been, I'm trying to move my body forward. So everything's forward. Most people run with their quads, their hips, the front of their body, if you will. So mm -hmm. the challenge is we teach you how to use your hamstring. But first you have to learn what is your hamstring. You see what I mean? Right. It all like there's a, there's a process to that. And I think the challenge is I've never thought about my running. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's amazing as you said that because it, it, you know, I haven't done high knees in what, how many years have we known each other? <laughs> so almost right. four years. And it's amazing because um, when I run, I don't feel my quads anymore. I don't have sore quads, right? Um, I'll feel it sometimes in my hamstring if, if we've been doing a workout where I've been running or whatever, um, or I'll feel it in my calves if I haven't been um, really working on any kind of elasticity hops or anything. Um, but I, I don't feel it in my quads anymore. And that's, that's a really neat feeling. I feel it in my back end. You know? yeah, right. So, so that's because I'm really trying to connect with that muscle elasticity and, and the posterior chain, right? The back of the body. Right. Is that well, here, yes. But here, here's, here's the thing, right? So nuance, the nuance, I don't know, nuance or whatever. So many yeah. people come, so many people come to us 
with so many different voices in their head, like whatever they've read in the magazines, or or we don't even do that, whatever they've seen online, um, whatever their PT has told them, whatever their gym coach told them, their friend, their other runners. So they're because of the lack of standard of running, there's so many different things. So a lot of runners come in to run RX and they, they, they're saying things to me like, I have tight hips, I have tight, it, whatever they have, tightness, my one leg's shorter, my hips. It's all of these things and none of them understand how that affects their running and other than pain, right? Right. So then we start to connect, oh, I Well, must- I was gonna say pain and limitation. It's, it limits them in some way, right? They think that because yeah, they have yeah, tight well, hips or- Right. You know, that they can't be, run like right. other people. <laughs> well, or that that's what my running issue is. If I just right. keep stretching my hip, I right. will fix my run because my running didn't hurt before. So it must not be my running. It must be my hip. Right. And then may, whatever the body part is. And so what we talk to people about is here we go all of a sudden. And what they don't realize is most of you guys, when you run, what you don't realize, I was taught to run pushing and reaching. That's how I was mm-hmm. taught push off that back leg and reach the front. So you're taught to work with both legs, which is incorrect. So letting go of that leg is the challenge we really work on. And it's that letting go of that front leg is a fear. (laughs) We want to know, you know, it's like, first of all, like you said, it's been taught so long. We push, reach, push, reach, high knees, butt kicks, high knees, butt kicks. It's always working on the up and the down, the up and the down, right? So all of a sudden people are trying to do everything. They're trying to put the foot up, pick, you know, reach the foot forward, push it off the back, extend their stride, pump their arms. There's so many actions and none of them yeah. actually help their run. And then they're blaming it on, it must be a tight hip. So we have to reframe everybody's running first. And then to realize, hey guys, if you just hang your arms by your side and relax your shoulders, They'll swing on their own. You don't even have to swing them. We start taking away jobs you thought you had. Right. You You thought you had to pump your arms. You really don't. You just have to relax your shoulders and they'll actually swing on their own. You actually don't have to pick up your knees and you certainly don't have to pull your foot as high as your knee. You just need to break it from the ground, break contact from the ground. So all of a sudden we're taking away like most of the action parts of your running. And then the challenge yeah. become right, and so yeah. it really wasn't. It really wasn't your tight hip that was bothering you. It was just because you were reaching your foot forward. Doesn't mean you don't have a tight hip. You don't need to work on it. But all of a mm-hmm. sudden, we're helping you let go. I think of thoughts you had that were limiting you for your run. Like, oh, I can't do those hills. I have a tight hip, right? Well, and it makes makes me think of um, one of our our members that has been with us um, for actually over a year and I love her to pieces because she is one of those that really wants to control things and thinks through. I have to, I have to pull and then place and pull and place. And at the same time, recently she's been working on her meditating in a totally different part of her life. She's been trying to meditate and it's now started to gel with her how much the meditation and the calming of her mind that she does in her focused meditation is honestly the same thing she has to do when she runs and just let go and breathe and be one with her body. And when she comes back into the membership and goes, Oh my gosh, it's so amazing because she really is seeing that connection to, to knowing, knowing where your body is in space and trusting that, right. And trusting, and, and she's gotten so much better with, with her mind and letting go. And a hundred percent. And you know, it's funny because 
we're always, I'm always for me anyway, I'm the movement lady. So I'm always dealing with your movement. And she had, and that's the fun part too, guys, is she didn't have the awareness until she saw it, that she was trying to do both jobs, that she was trying to pick her foot up, put it back down, pick her foot up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah. but, and then the fun part is, and Caroline's really good because she does the mindset coaching. We, you know, she does that in everything she does. So it's funny when you can, it's not funny, but it's fun when you can take some of the movement stuff because why is she meditating? She's meditating because she's stressed out and wants to find a way, right. To relax. Right. right. And then now she's like, Oh wow. I can actually do that in running. And we're like, yes. Well, just well, imagine and- all the other things she'll be able to do. Yeah, right? that's what I, when, <laughs> when I come to, when, when we have a student and bringing it back to the control idea, when they're asking all these questions about, but what, what do I do about here? Where's this? And, and we'll get them to come in and say, what do I do tomorrow? And what do I do in the plan? And do I do this just this week? And they get very fixated on the do's, right? Yes. The do's and they want to control everything. When, when they're able to talk to me and, and it's, it's part of our, our membership that you can come in and get a, a mindset coaching with me. Um, my first question to them usually is tell me about other parts of your life. What do you do for work? What do you do? How's your relationship with your husband? How's your relationship with your kid? How's your, you know, I had a, I had a woman um, that we spoke to that just got a new puppy. And so I was talking to her about the puppy and she was talking about how she couldn't control the puppy. And I said, okay, do you realize that the way you talk about your puppy is exactly the same way you're talking about the plan and, and your because she was trying to to do a, a running plan and it was making her frustrated. And so how you do one thing is how you do everything. And it was amazing when she realized that it was really frustrating she was frustrated about the fact that she couldn't control her puppy and she felt like a failure that her puppy was not ready to go like that. He wasn't going outside like he should. Am I a horrible dog mom? And then when I showed her that she was actually doing the same thing with her running and with us, that I must be a lousy runner. This is a bad idea. The training plan doesn't work because I'm so horrible. And when I realized, when I told her, do you see you're having the same thoughts about your puppy that you do about your running? And neither one is right, right? Both are incorrect that it was like, oh my gosh, you're right. You know, you don't realize how you take, you think that your running is isolated and it's not. It, everything comes into everything. And if you can fix your running, it will fix other parts of your life. And as you fix other parts of your life, it will fix your running. They all go hand in hand. It's amazing. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit.